Welcome back to the Casey Adams Show. Today, I am joined by Ben Parker, the co-founder of Runna. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Ben. Well, thank you so much for having me, Casey, and thanks for making the uh, the time change work across, uh, across the Atlantic. <laughs> oh my God, of course, man. I've, I've been super excited to, to have you on the show. Not only am I a huge fan of the product you've built, but just knowing your journey as, as an athlete and how that led to the business, just based on, on our conversations offline, just getting to know each other. It's just been super cool to, to learn more about your story. But for those that might not know uh, what Runna is and what it is that you've created, I'd love for you to give a quick high-level overview of what it is. Yeah, so um, Runner is the first of its kind, fully automated uh, running coaching service that's fully personalized to every individual. So I used to be a running coach and would help 40 people um, all over the world train for their running goal. Um, and then we essentially automated this process so that meant that we could deliver that same quality of coaching uh, to anyone wherever they are and because it's automated mean that it can be uh, done in a much more accessible package and therefore meaning we're charging much much less um, so we're now 10 months since we launched on the app store and coaching um, over 5,000 people in 154 different countries wow 154 countries that's insane yeah no it, it is bonkers in our uh, christmas quiz so as a team we were we were five actually at christmas um, and one of the questions my co-founder put towards everyone was, do we have more sales in Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, or Turkestan? Uh, and do you mean, I hadn't even heard of all the countries, let alone knew the answer, which just wow. baffled me to think that, that they've do you mean, reached, heard about Runner through the internet, through people sharing about it on Instagram, on Strava. And do you mean, for me to be able to tell people over there what running sessions they should do day to day is, yeah. is mind blowing. And I guess that's the power of building a an online company. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting. And as a result means that I've had a very much a roller coaster the past <laughs> two or three years as well. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll definitely dive into that. And, you know, for, for me, I came across Rena, I think it was like November of last year in 2022 when I was training for my marathon. And, you know, for me, like through my personal experience, I was training for a marathon. I had my own plan after talking to friends and understanding their marathon training plans. And then I ended up coming across your platform and just hearing the personalized aspect of what it is that you guys built really spoke to me. And, you know, I'm using it for, for upcoming races, uh, moving into the new year of 2023. But where did this idea come from? I know that you said you were training different people yourself. Like what, what did your endurance journey look like that led you to saying, wow, I need to go create a product like this? Yeah, so I guess there's kind of, there's my personal journey and there's also what led us to go on to build the company. Um, first of all, I kind of started out with fitness as a chubby 14 year old kid who just would buy sweets on the way to school and sell them to all my friends at school with enough profit in there that I could buy the sweets for tomorrow. Um, and at the age I started liking girls, essentially, I thought, how can I sort myself out and not be the chubby short kid and started going to the gym. And for the next five, six years, my focus in fitness was becoming as big and strong as I could be doing six pack and big strong arms and big pecs which obviously don't translate into a runner um i did that and in my last year of uni i went to the gym 365 times in a well, 365 days in a row just for the simple purpose that i loved it um and at the end of that year i thought what can i do next what can i challenge myself with and i um said i'm gonna run 2500 kilometers which was a number i plucked out of thin air over the year that followed uh, and finished that year with an iron man really wow. just to kind of prove to myself that i could do uh, anything I kind of was known within my friendship group that I'm just this nutter on fitness. I go to the gym <laughs> all the time and I wanted to prove to them that I was strong and driven in, in other areas as well. So I, I did that. And, and over that year, I thought I would, I'd finish the year, go back to being a gym nut for the rest of time. And that's what made me happy. 
But as soon as I started running around outside and doing my cycle training outside and, and, and just enjoying the endorphins of, of endurance outdoor exercise, I kind of switched my, my mentality and realized that I find that so much more satisfying and enjoyable than lying on my back, lifting a bench press and putting another two and a half kilos on every, every few months. Um, and so, so that kind of led me in the direction of doing this Ironman. I did, did one Ironman and then thought, how can I get better? And then the, the kind of the last five, six, seven years since then have just been a quest of me personally becoming a better runner, cyclist, um, and very much moving away from that kind of gym history I had. Um, along that journey, I became a personal trainer and I started working uh, at a hotel in Greece. So I was running the fitness department for a five-star hotel in Greece, which was just the best breeding ground to learn and, and get better because I was getting an influx of 500 new guests every week. I mean, I'd learn yeah. all their names, I'd, I'd learn about their problems, their questions, and then every week they'd go and I'd get a new, new batch in. So it was, I mean, the fastest way to learn, become a better coach, because I was experiencing so many different challenges rather than, I mean, a normal PT who might have 40, 50 clients in a year and, and they don't see anyone else other than that. Yeah. And one of those clients, or I mean, a few of them would, would kind of go home and they would I mean, join the regular morning run sessions I would lead and get home and message me and say, oh, hey, I've got this half marathon in a few weeks. What, what should I do? And I mean, these were people that I genuinely enjoyed meeting when I was just I mean, 23, et cetera. And I would set, send the messages of the run sessions they should do, the distances they should run, the, the paces they should do. One of them went on to get her half marathon PB three weeks after the, or four weeks after leaving the hotel and said, how much do I owe you? And I was like, you don't, you don't owe me anything. I, I did that because I, I, mean, I genuinely cared, cared about you, enjoyed meeting you. And she insisted on naming a price and she had wired wire me the money. So I said 20 pounds. Um, and so she sent me 80 pounds because I trained her for four weeks, um, which I thought, okay, this is a bit awkward. I, I mean, I'm very happy to have this extra money. Um, and then she said, what should I do next week? And I've got three more friends who want to kind of join. Um, and that kind of birthed an online running coaching platform, but that was non-automated, non-automated, uh, non very much personalized, but in a manual capacity, like most online running coaches do. And that grew to the point where I had 40 online clients. I'm back working in London. I've moved home after my two years gallivanting, running a fitness department in Greece. Um, and one of my clients, who was also a friend from, from university, who had studied electronic engineering and genuinely the smartest man I'd ever met, came back to me and said, had I thought about automating this journey for, for, for my customers? Um, and I had had little conversations with one other friend um, but he was busy doing a YC back startup. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I mean, the, the, the fact that I've now got the second genius that I know reaching out to me, <laughs> suggesting automating this, meant I had to take him up on a Monday evening call. So after I finished my PT sessions that Monday, uh, we went and did, um, I mean, the two hour kind of brainstorming session on kind of me hearing about the, the, the ideas he had to automate um, a running coaching journey. And Monday evening became Monday and Thursday, which became every night of the week. And nine months later, we launched an, an MVP. Wow. Um, which has now grown into being the app the runner is today. Wow. It's, it's such an incredible journey, man. And, and, and just here, like going over that, that last part that you just talked about, you know, the, these Monday calls turn to Thursday calls, you know, I, that's, I, I don't want to just skip over that because that is the beauty of how things tend to start, right? Like you have this idea, you start chipping away at it. Obviously you want to launch the MVP and just understanding that from your perspective, it was super cool to, to, to touch on for you what was the step like going from someone that like, you know, Hey, let's go build out this tech platform. Let's launch this app. Was this something that you 
instantly were like, hey, I want to go dedicate all my time, energy, and resources to? Or what was the initial idea when it comes to automating, you know, these training sessions that you were doing? Were you like, hey, I'm going to stop this and just go all in on that? Or what was that transition process like for you? I would say I probably have the opposite experience to probably most people you would talk to, that a lot of people probably go out there and think, I want to be a startup founder. I want to be an (laughs) entrepreneur. And I'm the opposite. I, um, I mean, I'm the son of two very smart parents. They both went to Oxford University. My dad founded a, um, a finance company and exited at 50 for a lot of money. Um, and I grew up observing him, observing my parents, rich, snobby friends, and thought, I don't want to be anything like any of them. Um, I looked, looked up to my tennis coaches more than I looked up to the careers of my kind of parents' cohort. And I thought, I want to do a job that I care about, I love. Uh, I get to do something that I massively enjoy day to day. Um, and I also looked at these tennis coaches and they'd all built their own little businesses whereby they could um, have time to go on holiday every doing once or twice a year. They had kids, they had a car. Like I kind of thought, what more, what more do they want? And that's very much what gave me the confidence to, to break away from going down the conventional, conventional career paths of um, a grad scheme and then a, mean, a normal corporate job. In the summer holiday, no, in the Christmas holidays in my first term at uni, I came home and I, I, mean, I said, I've worked out, guys, what I'm going to do to my parents. Um, and my mum's reaction was uh, to, to me telling her I'm going to go into fitness and I'm going to be a personal trainer was, that's fine. We'll cut your allowance. So you get used to being poor, um, which do you mean was a certain reaction. She wanted me to go down that kind of conventional career path because that was the path that her and my, my dad had gone down and it led to financial freedom. Um, so as a result, I was building this personal training business. I had 40 online clients and, and plenty in-person clients. I was as busy as I could be. I had maximum yeah. capacity, which is what led to the idea of, of the automation. But I had no desire to, wow. to change this. I was I was 23 and I was earning more money than, than I needed. I was able to buy my dream bike, um, which made me very happy. Um, and the month before we launched the business publicly, I, I bought my house, um, wow. which is a very, um, looking back, awful decision to <laughs> ever buy a house especially the month before you launch a crazy startup, which yeah. slowly meant that I canned my, uh, my coaching business and, and, and did go all in. But I would say that probably a lot of people, when they, they get this success from an MVP, they've got this idea, they think, oh, I can't wait to can what they're doing and, and go all in on it. I was the opposite. I slowly wound down my PT, my, my online clients and my in-person PT, because I love them. Like I genuinely yeah. cared about all these people. And it was so hard for me to go, do you mean... I would have people that I'd spend an hour with every week. Um, and I couldn't keep doing that at the point where my co-founders left his full-time job in, in kind of consulting at, at McKinsey and product management there. Like I couldn't, I had to match what he was doing. Yeah. So I was almost pulled because this idea was so strong and, and this, this really was a calling that I had to deliver on as an idea and as a product rather than I've always wanted to be a, a tech founder and entrepreneur and as soon as i had something quitted and give it a go it was the opposite i um i mean I, I, there was a period of time for probably six months whereby i was working with my pt client 6 a.m 7 a.m 8 a.m i would then work on the business from i don't know 8 30 till midday take a running session at lunch with a client back on the business until yeah. six seven o'clock and then classes and online online clients and i mean writing programs on the weekend and that was my day to day for probably yeah. six months. And at that time it was at the end of the lockdown. My little sister was not at uni because they were closed. Um, so she was living in my, my new house, cooking me two meals a day and putting them <laughs> on my desk and I would eat them. Uh, do you mean and going out to see clients in between? So it was 
very much a case that I didn't want to close down this business that I'd yeah. built up and given me the, the life that I enjoyed, but I couldn't not give this idea its kind of time. Um, and anyway, now we're in a position where I've been very much confirmed that those are the right decisions along the way. Um, everything's pointing in the right direction, which is great. There's so many crazy challenges, you know, this is yeah. like a, a startup founder, like there's so many challenges that we've gone through and that we're still yet to go through. Um, do you mean, and this is the, the very start of a very long journey. Um, but we're now in a position, we've got a, a team of, of 10 full-time people. We've got our own office. Um, and my life is very, very different. Um, and probably day-to-day -day worse in terms of, I don't run around with people in the park and in the sunshine and yeah. have a nice day-to-day. -day. And that way I'm writing as many emails as I can get out to all the partnerships and all the, do you mean, managing the marketing, the events, building the runner kit, working with the tech team, doing all of these different things. Um, and I always, do you mean, I can say clearly, like I'd rather go on a run with someone and tell them what to do in real life, but I get yeah, an, so enormous cool. sense of, an enormous sense of satisfaction knowing that there are so many people out there, do you mean, benefiting from what we've built, which is what yeah. keeps me doing an objectively worse day to day, um, because there's so much kind of built in satisfaction to this, this journey. What an incredible transition. Like just hearing that it, it's so it, it makes so much sense in terms of like why you guys are where you are. Like you, not only are you hardworking, but you've been at this for years. Like you genuinely care about people, your, you know, past clients and, and more importantly now the, the users of your product. I, I want to talk about when you launched, right? Like there's a lot of founders that listen to this show that might be ideating, ideating on an MVP about to launch it. You guys launched, I believe you said 10 months ago, you have five over 5,000 users currently. Um, yeah. what has that launch strategy looked like? And also I'd love for, for you to give context to, to, to the people listening of, you know, what they, what they experience when downloading Runa. Um, obviously we talked about it at a high level at the beginning, but just, I'd love to have you walk through the user journey yeah. and then talk about the launch strategy that took place and really what that looked like for the first 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah. So um, to give context on what the user journey looks like now, then we can kind of slowly work back and, and kind of get to the launch. So today, if you download the Runner app on App Store, on Apple, on Android, uh, or come to our, our website, it will take you to download the app on, on your, your local platform. Um, you will all get a kind of a week free trial, uh, and I'll build a special um, code after this. So if you use um, the, the Casey Adams show, it will give everyone a two week free trial instead of a one week free trial. Let's go. Um, you then, you then uh, set up um, your profile. So you tell us about you, what you're training for, whether that's a faster marathon, a first 5k, whatever it is on the running spectrum, an ultra marathon, for example, you tell us about the history of running you've got. So how kind of what your endurance is like, how fast you are. Um, you'll tell us about the number of days you want to train, um, what your schedule's like, um, your experience in the gym, the equipment that you've got in the gym. And we will then build you the perfect running uh, and strength and conditioning journey for you as a runner. Um, and send that to your phone uh, into, into the app for you. And then also send those workouts straight over to either your smart device, so your Garmin watch, your Apple watch, your Chorus watch, or guide you through those sessions as you run directly from our app. Um, and then as you finish those sessions, it gets sent over to Strava or stays on any of those platforms that you'd like to record with, um, and also kind of documents your training inside the runner app. Um, that's where we are now. There's a whole host of tech features ahead. Um, and so kind of wi winding back from there, we launched the app store, uh, launched on the app store 10 months ago, so in March of 2022. Um, however, that was the launch of the runner app. We had our MVP before that. And so I would say that 
the, the true launch is what I'm going to talk about, which came before that, because our launch onto the App Store was very much a, a case that you simply paired what you had before. So we beforehand, we had a website. You came onto our website, which was also called The Run Buddy. It wasn't called Runner when we launched. Uh, yeah. I can talk about an interesting uh, yeah, for story. Sure. So remind me to tell you about, about that transition. Um, but so um, you came onto our The Run Buddy website. You bought your personalized PDF when we started. So you told us all of those kind of initial metrics about you, what you're training for. We had much fewer goals and much less customization. And we built you an ugly PDF, still with the perfect sessions. And we emailed it out to the customer, which meant that as we transitioned to launching our app, we kind of had this companion app to start with where you could enter the details of your PDF and it would then link up to the PDF and show you in a much pretty form. And we've slowly iterated on that ever since, growing our development team, improving the designs, improving the functionality. But so the initial launch came to be a year before that. So that was in March of 2021 when we went to launch the, the Run Buddy on its website. Um, and this was, first of all, what we did. And we hadn't studied uh, launching brands. In a way, for me, it truly felt a bit like, let's just launch this thing that we're spending nine months on so I can get back to the thing I love doing, <laughs> which is focusing all my time with my clients, building my normal business. And I thought I could launch this. And then my amazing co-founder would leave me alone um, because it's an automated business. We thought we'd build it. We launch it and then it just automates its way to, to infinity. Do you know, it makes infinite <laughs> amounts of money. It helps yeah. everyone around the world. And do you mean Addy, Apple buy it? And do you mean we, we put our feet up? Obviously that's not what happens because a few people downloaded it and emailed us back and we had to email them back. And then do you mean they tell their friends and we had to then build a discount code for that. And do we build this partnership and improve this thing that someone noticed could be improved? And do you mean two years later, here we are. Um, launching was the case that we built on Instagram and and really kind of just built up a bit of hype over a, over a month beforehand in terms of posting telling uh to be my running coaching audience on instagram that i had which was probably two or three thousand people at the time um and getting lots of people in our network ready to share it which luckily we've got a good network of do you mean loyal friends and, and other people that do you mean created a little bit of a buzz yep. but it wasn't the case that we sold on day one loads and loads of plans it was happy ever after we probably sold five plans on the first day. I can't can't remember, and it wasn't a significant day, but people yeah. bought, bought plans and it was really cool. And I can remember the name of the first purchase he bought because he actually went on to invest um, a, a large sum of money into the company, which was really exciting. Um, that there was one additional kind of really key part of our launch, which was that one of my private clients over the, during the, those 40 clients that I was helping, one of them was an ex-reality TV star and someone who I'd helped do a few um, world record ultramarathon challenges. Um, so he had a huge public following. And so he was also able to rave about what we were doing and what we were launching. Um, and he was our first investor um, wow. and still plays a huge part in the business today. Um, I had to stop a meeting with him so I could make sure I wasn't late for my podcast, for, for, <laughs> for this podcast with you. So he's, he's in the office two or three times a week. Absolutely phenomenal person. But again, he helped raise the profile of our launch um, and something that we then made sure to do quite uh, often as we were a, you mean a, an online company with no physical product, it's very hard to market it. We made sure we hosted a, a free event where runners could come along, Dom and I, my co-founder and I put a bit of money into the business. And when I say a bit of money, a total of 5,000 pounds between us over yeah. that mean, nine, nine month period, which meant we had enough money to buy cups of water for everyone who wanted to come along to this run. And yeah. do you mean, put it on social media and meant that we probably had 50 people come to this, this first run. Um, 
do you mean two or three weeks after launching? And, and that was kind of the, the way that we did things at the start. Um, and over that first year, we helped 1,500, no, 1,300 runners um, with these PDFs. Um, and we sold 1,500 plans. So that was 200 repeat purchases in that year, um, which that led on led us on to raise our, our kind of first proper raise. Nice. Um, we raised half a million pounds as a crowdfund. So lots of our early users investing into the business. Yep. Uh, and that was kind of a really key turning point that helped us launch onto the app and take things into a more credible and serious way to con- communicate with our customers. So incredible. So you you go through this crowdfunding journey, you raised the, the half million pounds. When was, and then after that, is that when you transitioned from the run buddy to runa.com? And, and as you said, I'm, I wanted to ru- remind you on that because you, know, you guys yeah. have not only a, an incredible domain, right? Runa.com, very simple, easy to remember. I'd love to hear the story there about the transition yeah. and so, you know what that process looked like. Yeah. So, so we started the business and the, the last thing we needed to do before we launched our MVP was agree on a name. Um, we had built it already. We had the website ready. We had everything ready, except we didn't have a logo and we didn't have a name. Um, and I remember we were working in my dad's flat. My co-founder had got the train down and he was spending the whole weekend there. And we were just picking random names that we couldn't work out something we liked. And we aligned on the run buddy, um, which became a bit of a mouthful. We, we paid, I think 40 pounds on Fiverr to get someone to design a logo. Uh, and it was this really like masculine running man with the run buddy and like bubble writing and we tried to get this guy on fiverr to keep iterating on the the logo and he just made it more and more bubbly like the michelin man so we ended up just having to stick with his first iteration because he just kept making it worse as we kept giving him feedback so we stuck with that we launched quite quickly feedback was that the run buddy was too much of a mouthful so we dropped the the um which um led to a problem which is that run buddy was already trademarked in the us and separately, RunBuddy already was had the .com owned in the US by separate companies. So uh, RunBuddy was a, an app where you could run around and track your friends from a safety perspective. And then the other RunBuddy, which I think was the RunBuddy.com, was a dog treadmill company where you could rent out a treadmill. Yes. It would come to your house and you'll put your dog on a treadmill and they'd drive off again afterwards, which uh, who knows whether I would do that or not. Um, <laughs> but we, we tried to buy the, the .com and they wouldn't sell it to us. Um, and we knew that this was this is messy because we, even if we could get the .com, we probably wouldn't get the, the trademark. Yeah. Um, so that led to us starting to think about new names. Um, and as a result, we then realized this enormous minefield of how many names are taken out there in the world. Um, and I suspect in 20 years time, companies are going to be called number plates of cars because I mean, <laughs> someone wants to build yeah. a new company next month, runners take it. Like there's even less names out there. We tried one run, we run, they run, doing one coach, all of these yeah. different run coach, all of these different names, they were all taken. Um, and we stumbled across Runner um, and not a single business out there existed trading with it or anything. We consulted with lawyers and they were confident that we'd be able to, to get it. Wow. And the funny thing was the domain also was open, but it was owned by someone, um, I don't know where, but they owned lots of generic websites and yeah. they had a very, very high fee for it. So they had put on runner.com, it is worth 50K. Um, here's the email address to go and buy it. And yeah. we're still a tiny business. We've sold doing 65K to date at this point. We can't go and buy doing an expensive domain and we would just have to pick a different name. Yeah. Um, and so we reserved join.runner and do you mean get.runner. So we reserved a few other names so we could still get the name trademark and operate just not with the .com. Yep. Um, but we obviously wanted to buy the .com. So we asked him how much will he pay? We said, we'll pay you a thousand pounds rather than the 50K he wanted. He <laughs> came back to us with 
uh, I'll do it for 49K. So we said 2K, he said 48. Uh, and this was an email thread of very kind of polite. So funny. How about our counter offer? Yeah. We got to, we got to three and a half K, he said 46 and a half. And then we said final offer 5K. He said final offer 45K. Um, so we then, we then left him alone, went and chatted to our kind of trademark lawyers and applied for our trademark, both in the UK, the US and the EU. Um, and for us, the first hurdle in this trademark, or, or, or the only hurdle that would stump us in getting our trademark was this first one that we found out six weeks in, we had got through the first hurdle, which is the only one of uncertainty. So we went back to him after the six weeks and we said, hi, here's our evidence. We've, we, we're going to get the trademark, um, which means that no one for the rest of time will ever trade under the name Rudder. Um, so your domain is now absolutely worthless. Um, we'll <laughs> offer you our £5,000 for 24 hours. Um, otherwise, do we, we don't need it. Um, and he replied 12 minutes later and gave us the, the, the name. Wow. Um, so it was a very, yeah, a really funny story. That is um, crazy. And, and yeah, he, I mean, he's a very smart man, probably yeah. bought up, lo- or, or woman, probably bought loads of dot coms as soon as they came out, I mean, like 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and he made 5K for doing next to no work. But, um, but yeah, if anyone out there is thinking about buying a domain, do not go and pay the, the, the original number that they, they That is pay. crazy. You guys got, what a, I mean, Coming to him though with the like trademarks and you got it all, it makes sense why he would uh, let that go, yeah. knowing the the circumstances of the market. So, what an epic story! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to touch on you know like again like the product you've built and for anyone that's out there, I have been getting into just my endurance journey as well. I, you know when we when we uh, first chatted, I was in the process of running my first marathon. I did that last December. I would love to hear about what really led you down the path of wanting to do an Ironman and really like what your future looks like as an endurance athlete, because I find it so um, just great where the business you're building is, is so interconnected with your life and your passion and your goals. So, you know, what does your future look like 2023 and beyond in terms of your races? And, you know, what does that mean to you as someone that's like so heavily in the space while also building a business in that? Because you don't really come across that too often. And I think your situation of life and business is just so cool. Yeah, no. So what got me to do my first Ironman was very much, I wanted to prove to probably to prove to my friends and prove to get people within my network that I could do anything. Uh, I was kind of known within that, within that kind of group as the, the nutter anyway. And I wanted to like, confirm that was true and i i viewed that an iron man was the hardest thing in fitness that anyone could do um so that's i i signed up to it and took a stab in the dark with it and and finished um and it was extremely hard but my thought immediately was that i could do it better uh do you mean as soon as do you mean you, you you've done the same you finish your first marathon and you're exhausted but you also think if I do a few things differently, like whatever, <laughs> I'm going to do better next time. And yeah. that's why people do these things for a whole lifetime. And so that's what got me doing the first one. Um, and ever since then, my goal has been simply in fitness to become a better Ironman. And that means I need to become a better runner. That means I need to become more more knowledgeable runner. I mean, all of these things coincide with becoming a better coach, understanding strength and conditioning better, all of these different elements. Um, do you mean, then you put a, a, a crazy startup into the mix. And I go from having this beautiful job of, 40 hours or 35 hours a week as a, as a private coach, whereby I've got all the time and all the daylight to train uh, and get super fit. And I brought my marathon time down to 234, which is, which is strong wow. for a 97 kilo man with yeah. doing far bigger upper body strength than, oh than my gosh. Runners. So, um, so, so I, I became a good runner. Um, 
I'm less good than I was then because I spent two years in this crazy world of running a startup. We're now in a position that the business is stronger than it has been the past two years, which means that I'm very set on making sure that the business keeps getting stronger as fast as it can, but without compromising my fitness, which it has done the past two years. Do you mean the past two years, if I've got to take a call with an, a, an investor in the US, or if I've got to talk to a partnership meeting, I will talk to them at whatever time it suits, suits them, because yeah. if, if it doesn't work, the business might not get to where it is today. Whereas we're in a position now where lots of people are reaching out to us. We've got customers coming in um, and, and raving about the products and, yeah. and raving about the service and giving us such good reviews that now, and now we've also got enough of a team that my combination, my, my work on the business is 10% of its output, yeah. um, where it used to be 50%. So um, if I do double, I now do 20%. But in the past, if I did double, you know, I didn't do 100%, but I doubled my output. So um, it means that I can now prioritize my fitness better. Um, which means that this year, my focus is to do the London Marathon, which I've never done. And I'm doing that in four or three months time now. Wow. Um, and I don't want to do a PB and I won't do a PB. I, I'd love to do a PB, uh, <laughs> but I won't do a PB. I've gone far enough backwards that that's not possible. Um, I will also do a marathon likely in Valencia in December at the end of 2023. And my true goal for this year, which I haven't really told anyone and put on Instagram or anything like that, is to make sure that I'm the best runner I've ever been in my life by the end of 2023. Wow. Um, so that's kind of my my big, big goal, um, as well as obviously making sure the business is hopefully continuing its very yeah. exciting trajectory. Um, and alongside that, I want to do my Ironman PB, which I'll be doing in, I'll be doing an Ironman in September. I'll also be doing three half Ironmans, one of which will be the half Ironman World Championships in Finland, which I qualified for last year. Um, You're an animal. A, a bucket load of a bucket load of half marathons and, and smaller events um the business is partnered with lots of events in the uk and hopefully some exciting ones in the us as well yeah um and 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 all around the world but so the kind of the main goal is getting back to be the best runner i've i've ever been um and alongside that 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 full ironman that i'll be doing this year which will be my seventh ironman um i'm also going to be doing a, a 220 kilometer ultra marathon in no. jordan in October, oh my uh, gosh, my second second multi day uh, ultra marathon. So I've got that to look forward to as well. Oh my god, it's just that is just absolutely wild. So a total amount of races or events in a year, like twenty twenty three. I'm just curious, like what does that look like for you? Like total races based on ones you have now scheduled yes. already, and then kind of where you see it ending so, up. I would say kind of like big events is like five or well, it's probably like six it's three half ironmans and ironman two marathons and an ultra marathon which is seven so yeah. seven events that i would say are like the focus yeah and then i'll probably do another do you mean i've already done two half half marathon events this this year and it's only the end of end of jan so wow i'll probably do another 20 like b b races some of which i might not race i might turn up and enjoy the atmosphere and not push myself yeah use them as a training event yep. um i love the atmosphere of, of, of doing these things in events seeing people around me pushing themselves and and also like you're in a you're in that race environment if i see someone walking i'm gonna give them a big like cheer as i go past and get them running again yeah and like that makes me feel fantastic um and the number of times that like do you mean i've had it now where um do you mean i'll i'll, I'll do these races with runner on the back of my shoulders and someone will find me on strava or message me or or even email me a year later and be like do you, mean, you cheered me on that day um got me to the finish line and I mean, I found you on Strava. I've trained with you for the last six months without realizing. And do you mean you've got me from a X, do you mean a 28 minute 5K to now running a half marathon in 
an hour and 40 minutes or something like that. And, and that is just so exciting. So I, I get double benefit now going to these events. It's doing a great opportunity for me to showcase my business. Um, but also I love it. And, and yeah. that's why I'm in this industry. Uh, that's why I became a coach in a conventional sense and why um, do you mean we keep working as hard as we can to, to build a, a very exciting and much more influential business in the space as well. Totally. No, I mean, and I, and I know you've heard me say this, but I'm genuinely so excited for you guys because as someone that has been getting into this space, like really the last year, you know, running my first marathon and having these new goals moving into 2023, your platform and the, the community in, in which you're building is so powerful, right? Like I, you know, I have these apps I train, but just knowing that how you're doing things is so unique. It, it's, it's very cool to see. So kudos to you and your entire team. Um, couple more questions before we wrap up here, Ben. When it comes to your business and entrepreneurial journey thus far, what would you tell yourself if you were to be starting Runa again today? Like, What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned when it comes to building tech, building a team, and also balancing you know, this ultra training lifestyle with uh, a tech company you're in, startup you're building? I don't know. I haven't thought about it hard enough and had maybe had enough time to, <laughs> to reflect properly. I think that the fundamental piece of advice I, I do give myself, I think stems to anyone, whether they're focusing on their fitness, focusing on their career, is the fact that we are as good as our lived experience. Um, the reason why you've run a marathon is because you've done some training and you've done that marathon. The reason why I can do I mean, I've done six Ironmans to date is because I've done a heck of a lot of running, heck of a lot of cycling, learned a lot and put all that to the test. And that's why I'm where I am now. The, the reason why I can do the things I can do from understanding the legal side, the share structure, the, account, the accounting side within Runner, like all of the different, the, the legal side, the marketing side, the, all these different complicated things that I have to be able to do is because I've gradually got more and more experience in all of these different areas. Um, and so... The more time we spend working at something, the more time we spend learning, the better we get. Um, that if, do you mean three years ago when my co-founder came to me and said, this is our idea, like, this is my idea, like, will you work on it with me? And I could see into the future and see what I have to do in a day now, I would have been so paralyzed because I'd have had no idea how to get from being a PT, running coach who didn't work that hard, like had a really nice life set up to being so ruthlessly efficient to be working in so many different things and to be like any founder's got to be like dynamic across so many different areas of a business yep um i would have felt paralyzed and not known how to get there and i think it's a case that keep working at something and you'll gradually improve gradually get better at it and also know that you don't need to be perfect and i and i say this to my team all the time like i was just having a like a one-on-one with 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 um one of the team and and, and saying to her like how you how are you finding it? What are you what are you thinking? Like all of these things, but also like have you got feedback for me? I know I'm flawed. Like I'm a flawed person. Like I want to make sure that the way that I'm working with you is the best way for you. And I think kind of knowing that I can still get better means that now, if I could see into the future two years from now and think, oh my god, I could never do that. Like I'd never stalk on a stage and do you mean? excite all these people talk to hundreds of thousands of customers who knows what it's going to be like i don't know what my role will look like in two years and rather than looking ahead to that and feeling paralyzed and trapped that i've got to get to that one day i've just got to get through this week and keep learning from the the things i'm doing now learning how to articulate myself to you and that's gonna 
make me a better founder next week. And, and, and as a result, in three months time, I'll be better and smarter than I am now. And I think it's, it's that just keep working at something and you'll keep learning. And as a result, just like your body adapts to run a marathon, your mind adapts to do the challenges that it's put in front of it. And, and just, just believe that you can do it and just keep going. I think that that's, that principle applies to doing your first 5k, doing your first marathon, Ironman or, 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 or doing a business. I absolutely love that. No, very well said, Ben. Um, last thing before we wrap up, just moving into this year, where is the best place for everyone watching or listening to follow Runa to learn more about the platform and to stay updated on your personal journey as well? Because you have a lot of exciting things coming up. Yeah, so um, we kind of share everything about the business on the business's Instagram account. So that's runner underscore coach. Um, the, the business is www.runner.com. Uh, which we uh, bought for 5,000 uh, <laughs> got our 45k saving there. Um, I personally kind of, like we talked about, do all of my crazy um, endurance work and training. So I share that, I share that on my own personal Instagram, Ben Parker Fitness. Um, but yeah, if anyone's got any questions, reach out to us either in the, the support section of the runner app um, on runner, uh, runner's Instagram or on my personal Instagram. And like I said, if you use the Casey Adams show or one word, uh, when you download the runner app, you'll get a second week free trial as well. I very much so appreciate that. So everyone listening, make sure you take advantage of that. And I'll make sure to link everything down below, Ben. And, and last but not least, I just want to say thank you so much again for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you having, uh, appreciate you coming on. Well, no, thank you very much. And uh, amazing uh, inspiration yourself and everything you've, uh, you've done to date as well. Thank you.